and welcome to the YA podcast. If you are from England and in the Cambridge area, you may have heard of the C3 Church and this is the Young Adults Recordings from our services. We meet at 7.30 in the C3 Centre on a Wednesday to worship and hear some word and also to gather together for some discussion. And one of our members has kindly recorded our preachers so that you can catch up or listen online. If you're not from the Cambridge area and you would like to come visit us, please do. Um, otherwise, enjoy. So we're super excited for that. But before we do, a couple of announcements. We have Christmas just around the corner. I said it last week. I will continue to say it for the foreseeable future. Well, at least for the next few weeks until Christmas comes. Um, But um, it is just around the corner. And so there are loads of things going on, both in the church as a wide, but also here at YA. We have a Christmas special on the 12th of um, December here on a Wednesday. It might be the 13th. It's one of those, that Wednesday, you know, I'm pretty sure it's the 12th, but it could be the 13th. Um, It's going to be here. We're going to have some uh, food. We're going to have some games. We're going to have loads of fun. uh, And um, and we're just going to close the term in style. So if you've got friends, it's a fantastic opportunity to bring people along. It's going to be a fun evening easily invitational and just a great time for us to catch up, have some fun and um, and just sort of celebrate the season. So that's here. But also we have our own production here at uh, C3, All What Wonder. It is a fantastic, fantastic production and there's opportunities for you both to serve but also to attend. I think there is, oh, there it is, wonderful. You can sign up there easily with a QR code. We've made it very easy for you. So sign up for that it's a great great evening but now it is my absolute pleasure to invite Esther to come and share hey Esther is a friend of the house she's on team here and you know I I I'm just so excited to hear from Esther because she is young in age but very very mature in stature she you know, age can be a deceiving thing. Um, I don't know how many degrees Esther has, despite the fact that she's like 16. Um, she's like, oh no, sorry, you are 18 now. Aren't you? Yeah, you are 18. But she, like, huh? 19, yeah. But you, don't you have like 20 degrees already or something like that? Yeah. Um, but hey, that aside, um, she is also a fantastic woman of God. She is committed, and I know that she's poured her heart into preparing this message. And so let's get behind her as she comes to share, and let's support her and lean in. So put our hands together for Esther as she comes to share. Oh, it is on. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, I'm 19, by the way. <laughs> Um, only have two degrees. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, my name is Esther. I was going to introduce myself. But I feel like Edson already introduced me. So I'm going to be talking on a little series, Prayer and Prophecy, which is very exciting. And my topic is all around Philippians 4, which is about prayer and petition with Thanksgiving. So just a little disclaimer. When I'm nervous, I talk really quickly. So if you find me talking fast, like, stop me. I give you permission to be like, stop, shut up, repeat that. (laughs) Okay, Tammy, relax. (laughs) So I'm going to give you a little (laughs) description on Paul, who wrote Philippians. 
And Philippians is all about his second journey to bring the gospel to the Gentile world, which is like unchristian people basically back in the day. And Paul helped start a church in the city of Philippi, a colony of retired Roman soldiers. The Philippin Philippians <laughs> became Paul's friends and supporters for the rest of his life. Now, he's writing these letters for a few reasons. One, they raised money to help him in prison. Two, he was in prison. Three, to encourage them, and four, to warn them against things that aren't true, which is quite cool. Now, Philippians 4 is split into four sections, if you read it in, like, NIV. I didn't, I didn't read it in NIV, but I looked at it. Um, <laughs> and we're going to be looking at the second section, which is, like, his final advice to the Philippians. It's literally titled, Final Exhortations, and an exhortation's meaning is an address or communication emphatically urging someone to do something. So his mindset is, I want to see these people again, but in case I can't, these are the last things I want to say to them. So he must think it's pretty important. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to dive into the scripture. It's quite cool. Okay. Thank you, God, for giving me the opportunity to speak tonight. Thank you, God, for your amazing children and this amazing community. Please make sure that I communicate everything exactly how you want me to communicate it, and that I touch people's lives today through you touch people's lives today through me, in Jesus' name, amen. Before I get into it, um, I don't know if you know Bala preached not too long ago. She's quite cool. Where is she? She's, hi, Bala. <laughs> um, and at the, like, at the start of her preach, she uh, gave a word to somebody. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I want to do that. So I asked God for a word. And I know, Meg, it's your first time. And it's like, why am I calling you out? But I am. I just feel like God's saying that you're a light. And let me get the verse that comes to mind. Smooth transition. Um, and it's Matthew 5, 14 to 16. And it's you are light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and, its light give, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And I just feel like God's saying that you have a lot to give and like you're bright and you're going to bring people to the kingdom because of your personality. Okay. We love you. <laughs> okay. So we're going to read Philippians 4, 4 to 9. And it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, take pleasure in him. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit, your graciousness, unselfishness, mercy, tolerance, and patience be known to all people, the Lord is near. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Now, my first point, I only have two points, but my first point is God doesn't promise to answer every single one of your prayers with a yes, but he promises that when you pray, you can expect peace in return. So who's heard the phrase no is a full answer? It is. Sometimes God answers your prayers with a no, and that's a good thing, because I can't lie, if all my prayers were answered, my life would look very different. One, I'll be married to Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> two, I would be Spider-Man. And three, I would also be the president of America. So um, <laughs> all the things. And that's just like 12-year-old me's prayers. Um, <laughs> so I think it's a good thing. 
Arabia. <laughs> so humans are going to wish and pray for things that God probably doesn't always agree with. Example, David, he prayed for his enemies to die like every five minutes. Like every other psalm was like, destroy them. And God was like, okay, relax, chill. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good thing. Now, if you don't know, we had Breathe on the Road last weekend, which is like a women's event. So we have the main Breathe in Cambridge. And then we have like little events that we do during the year. One of them was this event. And we went through like all our locations. So we had Colchester on Friday, Cambridge on Saturday, and then Bury on Sunday. I don't know why that took so long for me to figure out. <laughs> and if you don't know Bury, we don't have our own building yet. That's part of why we're like giving and the whole vision offering we're doing as a wider church. That's where that's going into. But when we do smaller events that don't have like 100 people, we go to this coffee shop called Midgar Coffee. It's very cute, very quaint, very aesthetic, very me. Um, <laughs> what I say? But it's like, it's like one room, it's very open. Like the bar, coffee bar is very like just there and then there are chairs and don't know how to explain it. That's all I got. <laughs> but basically if you're in the room, no matter where you are, you're gonna hear what's going on. Especially if you have like a mic in your hands. So we're talking all about Jesus and all the things, and I didn't actually ask Sharon, I don't know where she's gone, for permission to say this, but I'm saying it anyway. Hi, Bessie. Um, <laughs> she had a word for somebody in the coffee shop, and she was a little bit nervous, which is like, fair enough, I would be too. And I was like, oh, I can help you, like I've talked to this person before, like I can like introduce you kind of thing. And we went up to him, and like to start a conversation about God, I was like, hey, are you a Christian? And he was like, no, I'm not a Christian. He said, I used to be a Christian, but I'm not anymore. Then he made a comment that I was like, interesting. He said, I still pray when I need to. But my question is, why pray if you don't believe in God? I don't get it. So I was curious. I was like, do other people pray that don't believe in God? I Googled it, which is what you do when you have a question. Um, <laughs> and a survey that I found said one in five adults pray at some point in their lives, even if they say that they're not Christian. And this one lady, she like gave a little comment on the survey, and she said, many people are driven to pray at some point in their lives, even if they are not religious. Praying spontaneously is about reaching out. So I did my own personal research, and when I say I did my own personal research, I mean I went on Instagram and posted on my story and did like a little question box and was like, hey, if you're not a Christian, do you pray? And out of the two people that responded, um, <laughs> I know, guys, so sad. It just means I have many Christian friends. Um, one of them said, it's like, <laughs> it's like reaching out your hands when drowning, even though you don't know if someone will grab it, but you really hope someone does. And I was like, wowzers, that's, that's big. Um, so if we read the verse 4 and 5, Verse four, five, and six again. Just gonna, I'm gonna keep reading this because I just, I'm gonna keep like connecting dots and stuff. So, bear with. It says, "Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace that reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus." is yours. The things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in daily life. This is Paul talking to like the Philippians. And the God who is the source of peace and well-being will be with you. 
So why is it that like when a non-Christian or someone who doesn't believe in God reaches out their hand, it's as though God doesn't grab it? Because God's peace cannot coexist with things that aren't of God. So I believe it's somewhat transactional. You give up your fear and anxiousness and replace it with God's peace. First Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and, once and for all on him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. So we know that God doesn't promise to answer every single one of our prayers with a yes, but he promises that when you pray, you can expect peace in return. But God's peace cannot coexist with things that aren't of him. So what are things that aren't of God? Anxiousness, fear, worrying, surprise. Um, <laughs> I shared this point with Kelly. Shout out to Kelly. We love you. Um, and she reminded me of the fact that I'm pretty sure has been preached here before at some point, that psychologically, our brains cannot respond to negative emotions, fear, anxiety, stress, and positive emotions like gratitude at the same time. So when it says prayer and petition with thanksgiving, God is trying to do us a favor. If we center our minds on things that are good and implant them in our hearts while simultaneously making your requests known to God through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, we now open up room in our minds to receive God's peace. So I was a bit stuck today. I wanted to find a way to like connect this big topic to my own personal life to make it like relatable. And God is so good because I got a lift into work today. If you don't know, I can't drive. I know, at my big age, I'm taking the bus. Um, <laughs> well, I got a lift into work today, woo! And I got a lift with this lady called Deborah. She's really cool, she's very anointed, like prayerful, like she's super cool. And I was talking to her about my preach and like the topic it was on. And she said that, crazy, so last night she woke up like just in the middle of the night with the verse that I was talking about, so prayer, uh, Philippians 4 verse 4, which is prayer and petition. And she said she did a whole Bible study on the whole chapter this morning. I was like, whoa, crazy. Now she made an excellent point, but before I mention it, I'm gonna get a little bit personal, a little bit touchy-feely, guys. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I used to be a very anxious person. So I'd have like panic attacks and like sleep paralysis and I'd also get intrusive thoughts, not like TikTok ones. It's like, <laughs> like an actual OCD thing. Um, it kind of goes under the anxiety umbrella and it just basically meant that I felt like I wasn't in control of what I thought and I'd make up the worst possible anxiety inducing scenarios and it wasn't great. Now I wasn't diagnosed, so I'm not going to say that I had anxiety, but it was very much anxiety vibes, very much anxiety energy. <laughs> I also come from an African household. Surprise! Woo! <laughs> but as far as my dad was aware, anxiety wasn't real. Mental health wasn't a thing. If you know, you know. Um, <laughs> so I didn't even have the courage to mention it to either of my parents. My mom, she's fine, she, she gets it, but at the time I was like, my dad doesn't believe in it, my mom wouldn't, and I was, just, I was just a kid. So this is actually the first time I'm sharing this story in its whole entirety, but you guys are my family, so it's cool, it's chill. Now, I wanna say before I say the rest, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I believe mental health is just as important as your physical health. I get therapy now, every other week. 
And after first, the first few chats with my now therapist, like I came up to him, I was like, Bessie, I think I need therapy like every every day. <laughs> like, and he was like, actually, no, like you're you're pretty okay. You can do it every other week. I was like, cool, that that's awesome. But it didn't mean that there weren't things to work on. So I believe going to therapy, if you feel like you're in a healthy place, is like going to the GP, finding out you're deficient in like iron and like taking iron tablets. Like you're cool, but like now you're even better. Um, I'm iron deficient. <laughs> Found out this week. Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> moving on. When I was going through anxiety symptoms, because of the space I was in and like the people that were around me, God knew, well I believe God knew that the only way I was going to get better was through something drastic. So one day I was watching a preach, as you do, on YouTube by a guy called Kenneth Hagen. He's pretty cool, you should check him out. And he talked all about 2 Timothy 1.7, which says, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound judgment and personal discipline abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. And like realization clicked that this fear and anxiety and worry that I was feeling was not of God, therefore had to go. So I believe in that moment, it was an immediate change in my life. I feel like, I felt like I was back in control. It was a mental battle that if I'm honest, I don't remember how long it took because I'd have those thoughts and I'd have to pull them down and say, God has never given me this bit of anxiety would have a spound mind over and over and over again. And then with the Thanksgiving, you know, thank you God for a sound mind. And I did have one, and I got one, and I can now say that I haven't had a panic attack since 2020. Woo! Winning! Love that. <laughs> so, as I sort of finish off, where am I? Yeah, finish-ish off. I'm gonna read Philippians 4 for tonight again, and then at a few points. Okay. Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, take pleasure in him. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit, your graciousness, unselfishness, mercy, tolerance, and patience be known to all people. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus is yours. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think continually on those things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. The things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in daily life, and the God who is the source of peace and well-being will be with you. So with prayer and petition, when you pray, when you make your request known to God, it's giving it to him. Petition comes from the Anglo-Norman word petition, probably didn't say that right, but I had to add a little. Um, meaning demand slash request. And when you petition someone, you ask them to consider your request. So for me, that was God, you've given me this word of a sound mind, so I will continue to demand for it. With prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Deborah mentioned earlier, this is the point that she made that I was like, I'll tell you guys later. 
She said, we can't let our life be ruled and dominated by circumstances, meaning we can't let our gratitude be ruled by them either. So that was me saying, God, thank you for your presence. Thank you that I have the spirit of a sound mind because you did not give your children the spirit of fear and anxiety. Continually remind yourself of the promises God has given you and think in them constantly. So we're gonna ask the band to come. Oh look, Steph's already on the guitar. Love you, Steph. Um, I'm also gonna ask some of the leaders to come to the front to pray for um, people. And if you feel like you need to cast some fears to God and accept God's peace in return, then I would encourage you to get prayed for. I feel like there's some people, it's just something God put in my heart right now, some people that like look at the stage and think, oh, I can't do that, like that's not where I'm supposed to be, or that scares me, but like I'm here, and that's, that's kind of crazy to me, I was deeping it today, I was like back in the day being on the stage, I would have passed out. That would have been it. Let's call the ambulance. Like, it wouldn't have been good. And I just feel like you shouldn't let those worries stop you from, like, accepting the dreams that God has put in your heart. I don't know who this is for, but that's what I feel. And, like, that vision that you see of yourself, like, up there doing this big thing, and you're, like, being timid and staying back, saying, oh, no, I can't because I'm scared. Like, I'd have a panic attack, like, this is what the doctor said, like, put what the world says and what you believe aside for a moment, and taking the things that God has said about you, that you're beautifully and wonderfully made, that you're called, chosen, all that jazz, Google it, just be, go on Pinterest, be like, what did God say about me? There's like a whole page, it's great. Um, but yeah, I'm going to let you get prayed for, let the band, band, do your thing, you guys did great earlier, just going to put it out there. <laughs> Um, and if you want prayer, come to the front. These leaders are very well equipped. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> come on, let's stand up. Come on. Up a day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the YA podcast. Remember to subscribe if you like our content, and we look forward to seeing you next week.